0: everyone and welcome to the That's A Wrap podcast, the show where we wrap up the latest films that we've seen. I'm your host, Joe Downey. And I'm your co-host, Matt Parkinson. The date of recording today is the 6th of February and the time of recording is 12.11. Uh, before we get into the show and our guests, just remember to follow our Instagram at T-A-W-Podcast. That's T-A-W-Podcast. If you ever want to suggest films and topics for us to talk about, our DMs will be open over there. You can also check out our Facebook page if you type up that's a rap podcast or TAW podcast and make sure to give us a like and share as it really helps out the show. When it comes to listening, we are available on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Overcast, and Apple Music. So make sure to give us a follow on those platforms and leave a review where available as it helps out the show. If you'd like to keep up to date with the latest films that we've seen both in and outside the podcast, you can check out our letterbox pages at Joe Film User and Clappy P. Also, the opening and closing jingles that you're hearing on the show are by Philip Buster, aka Ruben Block, uh, a guest on our previous episode. So please check out his music on SoundCloud.com forward slash Philip Buster underscore official. Philip Buster, Buster spelled B U B U S T A, like Buster Rhymes.
1: Yeah, I'm. Um, wow. Uh, and wow, that's <laughs> to that amaze was, me That's good. It's different <laughs> live. There's a different like. It's like wow, look at him go. It's like
2: yeah, when you see an
1: orchestra live,
2: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> that much more special.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah oh it's mackering. um uh, do you i have a question do you, uh, do you... wait i need to introduce you <laughs> oh yeah go ahead sorry that voice you're hearing
0: from the void I... is our illustrious guest of the day jack greenwood jack greenwood how are you doing today
1: i'm all right i have a question <laughs> sure sure um do you do you upload the podcast onto every single one of those platforms you mentioned or do you upload it to one and it uh, automatically does all of them I'm glad you asked that Jack. Thank well, you. if you uh
0: if you cool. sign up to Anchor, we're not sponsored. It's just the platform we use. Anchor uploads it to all the platforms. So it's all Anchor's doing.
1: Oh. Yeah. I was going to say that sounded like a lot
0: of work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do work. Um <laughs> But yeah, Jack, in- uh, tell us about yourself. Uh, what like Hi. Are you? I'm
1: Jack. I'm a Leo. Um I was born in August of 1998. Mm. Uh I do improv. Uh, that's that's my that's my bread and butter, and then on the side, I'm an independent film producer. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> um, what have you got in the pipeline? Uh, crack.
0: Ah oh, dang. Oh oh <laughs> Classic oh, oh, oh. you mean in the
1: future? Oh. Um. <laughs> so we have a film called Saskia that's coming out eventually, and uh, we're just wrapping up post production on a fluorescent sky directed by Harry Tomlin. I guess I have got something to plug. Are
2: there uh,
0: any any socials for for those films or Yeah, th- I think there's
1: on? a there's a Facebook page for for a Fluorescent Sky but Saski is uh you know Finn. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. He'll <laughs> be <laughs> listening to this by the way. <laughs> he'll, be, so, he'll be listening and he'll be like, yeah, there's I don't an Instagram Instagram get your page. promo game <laughs> up. There's
2: an Instagram page for a Fluorescent Sky as well, I think. There is. Kind of, there yes, is as
1: well. Yes. Yeah. There's uh and that's that's run by Owen who was on here on a different episode. Yes. Or it was run by it's... Owen. I don't know if it still is. Yeah. 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 Nonetheless, yeah, that, um, that's who I am. Any,
0: any other socials
1: to promote or? No, that's it, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Joe. No worries. Uh, we have uh, the BU Improv Society. In- BU Improvisation Society. BU standing for Bournemouth University. Uh, they have a Facebook page where they upload lots of good stuff. They sometimes do live shows. Very nice. I
2: saw one recently. Um... It was very good. Oh,
1: thank yeah. you, Matt. I appreciate that. <laughs> no worries. I feel fully like breakfast radio
2: host. I did. Oh, okay. All right, that's fine. (laughs) I I sent you a little thing in the um, improv group chat and everyone blanks me apart from Will. Uh, There's an improv
0: group chat? No, I'm kidding.
1: Yeah, no, now that I think about it, we totally did. In our, in our head, like, he read it out loud and we all went, oh, that's nice. Like, he read it out, we were in a group chat afterwards, in, oh. a, in a video chat, and Will read it out loud and we were like, oh, and then he was reading out, like, lots of people who said nice things and we all just reacted. So wh- when we then went and looked in the chat, it, we saw something we'd already replied to verbally.
2: Okay, because I was thinking, I like, thought we This is too insider. <laughs> we're getting we were way too inside insider. information. This is about <laughs> emotions.
1: It's very relatable. We've all felt blanked, haven't we, in the past? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how to segue <laughs> that into our next film. The, so our if next we start film with today... The If we start with the uh, assistant, then we easily could. But what are we
0: starting uh, with? We are starting with Most valuable Primate. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Soul. Soul. Soul is our film for today. Soul. Um, so I, I thought we'd come up with a little game of guest synopsis versus Google synopsis. I just came up with that name now. Oh it's not going to stick. Um, Google... Whether it's Google coming up with a synopsis or a synopsis writer for a film, nine times out of ten, it's very weird and very wrong. So I thought we'd just compare what we, you know, think of the film, like what we think the story is about, uh, versus what Google thinks it's about, and uh, see how accurate it is.
1: So Jack, what's our first film, Soul, about today? In how and how-, and how many sentences?
0: One. Uh, th- yeah, or three, or so. <laughs>
1: Okay, that's a that's... big that's, that, which Let's is. Let's say it? two. Let's say three, three lines. Yeah, yeah. Or, we'll split the know. diff. Um, <laughs> in two sentences, it's about a high school teacher who wants to be a uh, who wants to be a gigging musician and sort of like follow his dreams. Then he dies, uh, and uh, uh, he spends the rest of the film trying to get it back, uh, and has to drag like a soul along with him that doesn't want to be a person.
0: I like that. So, are you ready to hear what Google has to say?
1: I think Google will do a good job on this one, because it's it's such a popular film. But yeah, go ahead. Um, Preface, uh, it sounds very corporate. Here we are.
0: (laughs) Ever wonder where your passion, your dreams, and your interests come from? What is it that makes you, ellipses, then all caps, you? (laughs) Question mark. In 2020, Pixar Animation Studios takes you on a journey from the streets of New York City to the cosmic realms to discover the answers to life's most important questions. I prefer
2: Jack's.
1: That yeah. was that was not written by Google. That was written by Disney. I, it, yeah, that's what I mean. It seems like, you know, <coughs> Pixar's got some
0: things in Pies. The most biased Google, Pies.
2: Google synopsis. But yeah.
0: This is a good film.
1: I I want to add a. What figure out what makes preface. you you watch this film? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Feeling existential. Pay us money. That was what. Oh shit! That was a chit chat question I was going to ask you, Jack. Yeah. So, you've but you've uh you've done a little binge lately. I listened to every episode in like a week. <laughs> how how was that uh, audio journey? And what have you gleaned from it?
1: Um, what you have gleaned I gleaned from that? it? Um, the quality of the guest. Uh is is paramount to the episode success okay <laughs> no I, I just made that up <laughs> um i uh my my uh, yeah there's there's you got you get you guys get more confident along the way, and that's really nice to hear. Hey, I like hey. that a lot. But the episodes nice. also get longer, which is like, <laughs> 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 um, uh, and, I, and I adore my P's mum. I think <laughs> yeah, that was everyone my, does. That's my, that's my everyone... favorite episode by far. So
2: many people love hearing her, and it's so nice to hear that all the positive feedback. I guess about my uh, it's being on it. It's
1: purely because she's got so much, like, and like she's like, no, Google is wrong, and, like, no, you yeah. don't understand, it's about this. Like, also, oh my God, she so knows nice. exactly what she's talking about
2: with regards yeah. to the films. It was such a... <laughs> yeah, it was like don't. having an expert <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: along like, yeah. It was, it was like having an actual yeah, expert. Yeah, yeah, it was great.
2: But, yeah. Um, we love Teresa. Should we yeah. continue on to the film? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. So,
0: um... So yeah, like like I think Jack wrapped it up pretty well in regards as to what the the plot about uh plot is about with with Soul, um, yeah. So this this came out uh like very end of last year, mm-hmm. um, and I've got a quick fun fact. It's not really that fun of a fact, but it's been the first film I've watched of each month so far this year. So it, I well, began the year with Soul, well, and, and I began February with Soul. Are you, gonna, are you gonna keep
1: it up? <laughs> Every month. Every month. Just yeah, this would be a good time to be super self-reflective about like what makes you run. <laughs> yeah.
0: In, in, especially in, a, lo- in yeah. a
1: lockdown. Oh
0: gosh. Um so I guess the first thing I, I wanted to like pose to you guys is um Souls uh, and Pixar's new like photo realistic animation uh display. And Oof. what do we think about this? Because Going from Toy Story four and this, not so much onward, that's the outlier. It seems like they're going into a way more photorealistic animation uh, what's the word aesthetic or yeah something. I, uh,
2: yeah, I think in terms of purely in terms of animation, I think this might be Pixar's best yet for a couple of reasons. Uh, so like because it has two the film kind of has two styles throughout it. It has, like you said, the photorealism element voice crack. <laughs> hello don't worry i'm gonna have so many of those <laughs> edit that out no um, but uh, yeah well, you have the sort of photorealistic element then you have the sort of very experimental sort of abstract elements of the film and yeah. i think both of those are done so well like the re- the photorealistic scenes look so so tangible and the experimental scenes look incredibly creative and original Like, I wrote down in my notes that while watching it, it reminded me a lot of, like, a Don Hertzfeld animation, like World of Tomorrow kind of thing. There were a lot of scenes that reminded me of that. And just the way it executes its concepts in a very visual way, I just, I loved it. I think reflecting back on the other Pixar films I've seen, especially the ones released in, like, the 90s and 2000s, I think this is the highest high purely in terms of its animation to date.
1: I like I like what what they're doing now as a phase. I hope they don't stick with it for too long. I I think I think, I think uh, it would be nice to see how they I don't I hope they don't just keep evolving to more and more realistic cuz that's not what I don't go to Pixar for that. Yeah. yeah. I go to I go, I go to Pixar to see like kind of simplistic ver- versions of worlds and like stories that can't be told on the screen. You kind of can you could tell half of soul with a camera. You know but I mean? the other half, kind but of. But the other half, you definitely yeah, can't. Exactly, and that, and those parts yeah. make it like yeah. And they that's that's why it really be animated, yeah. and it like yeah, makes yeah, the yeah, other yeah. side contrast really Absolutely. well. Absolutely, yeah. I hope that they don't do that with every film. I hope that they go, all right, this project needs simple animation, or this project needs very real anime. I hope they they tailor it to I feel the, like to it the will theme of the film.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I feel like they will go in that direction now because you can see that they're testing it with like Toy Story Four and this one. I don't want it to, simply because it's like. It's like when people don't like photorealistic uh, drawings or paintings, cause it's like at that point, it's not a painting or a drawing. It's, you know, you're yeah. just getting, doing a photo essentially. There's no separation. There's no abstractness or whatever. But then again, uh, like with what, uh, Matt was saying, like the other, the, the heavenly parts of this, like when they're in heaven is the outlier to that. It like, yes, yeah. that stuff's
2: more kids film and whatnot. Um, Another quick thing about the animation, sorry. Um, I was reading up on this film, and I read that apparently Pete Docter was um, trying very hard to make sure that he avoided, like, sort of visual black stereotypes with this Mm. film, because the majority of the characters are uh, black. And there's, like, you know, he was mentioning that there's a long history of animation sort of portraying black characters in a very offensive and sort of cartoonish way. And he tried very hard. And I think his co-director, Kemp Powers was also yeah.
1: what a name. trying
2: to do that. Kemp Powers, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's such <laughs> who, a cool name. <laughs> who may I
2: add had a good
0: 2020, like a he great really 2020, did. because yeah. <laughs> he had One Night in Miami, which is based off his own play, and then also Soul. And yeah, nice. the reason why he's the co-director is he was originally a writer, but apparently he added so much to the film story in regards to, uh, like representing african-americans especially when it came to culture and like uh, a black barbershop or like the tailors and stuff like that that he they they, they put him as a co-director because it, it, you know yeah he they nice. saw it as that um good yeah uh the thing with the photorealistic animation for me is like what's conflicting is that the characters still look like cartoons and yet you know
1: perfect good
0: yeah, but which it, it is, but then it's like, what's the point of having it being photorealistic then? Because I think you're really going to have that. Going back uh, to con- what I like said, conflict.
2: it makes it more tangible. I think, like, there are right. scenes where you feel what's on screen. Like, there's a scene with some food, and you feel like, I could taste that yes. food. Yes. Yeah. Or, like, when it's raining, you're like, I can feel the rain. I know this sounds a bit pretentious, but it's true. Like,
1: tangible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you're going to do people in New York, it's okay if it's photorealistic because that's like a real thing. Do you know what I mean? If yeah, but if I mean, you do like fish, then it's okay if it's a bit animated. I mean, like specifically with like Joe's character design because his face is very
0: like like it's um, very long, heavy, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it it looks like a cartoon, and yet it's he's made animated to be like near photorealistic, and it's it's a weird comp- visual. Uh, What's the word juxtaposition for me? Mm. Uh, like, I don't know, it's like kind of like what's the point? But at the same time, the photorealism within this is amazing. Like, there's scenes that just look like they're shot on a camera. Um I don't know. And and it, yeah. Did you find that it is, jarring while kind of watching amazing. it?
2: That juxtaposition no. I did. Only a ti- like only a tiny
0: bit that yeah. brings up this debate. Like okay. it it didn't take me out the film. It's just kind of the point of like what's the what's the point of going so photorealistic if you're gonna have cartoonish looking faces anyway. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough.
2: I mean, yeah, I personally disagree for the reasons I've said, but yeah, yeah I right. can see why it would be a little bit jarring. It's not
0: a, it's not a
2: major
1: flaw yeah,
0: yeah, I have yeah. with the film. It's but...
1: it's when they start trying to make the characters look real that 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 will be an issue like when they start going more towards the Lion King sort of a style. Like so you, so you yeah, like it more yeah. when
0: it's so you like it more when it's photorealistic environments and objects, but not with ca- characters.
1: Well, it, it's like the character, even though like, the skin turns look like, like it looks real and like the movements all look real. That's fine because it's so obviously a, an animated right. character. When they start trying to imitate humans, that's when I'll turn. That's when I'll switch off. But, right. but all, when I saw it, I didn't think, oh, that person looks too much like a person. I thought, wow, they're getting really good at animating. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all I thought. And then I, I, was, I was in the film.
0: Yeah, that, that's fair enough. Um, I, I've just got here uh, about the score. So this score was by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and uh, John Batiste. Um, originally, because I didn't know John Batiste was on this, I was like, "Oh wow, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are getting more and more uh, like diverse and eclectic with their scores." Because Mank isn't like a synthie score, but then I found out like all the jazz elements are john batiste like to the point where whenever you see uh joe playing the piano that's his uh, they animated him playing the piano so that it can get it accurate so it's not just random like uh yeah, like yeah. fingering <laughs> yeah uh but <laughs> i couldn't find the word that's uh, the word uh, yeah the word like, is fingering you just but made like, it weird <laughs> the point is in like in in like to other animations like say if some like a character's playing the guitar like random example like uh, aristocats I'm, I'm sure they didn't have actual yeah. guitar playing they just did random just strumming, strumming animations whereas yeah. this film has a lot of attention to detail going off of that photorealistic uh, idea um but yeah it, in a way so I, I really like trent Reznor and askus ross's uh like parts of this film uh it was kind of a reminder that they're getting a bit samey like when you when you listen to their their parts which are the, the synth parts they're great parts but i i don't know i, I originally i was like i thought they did the jazz elements and that like oh wow this is another step for them but may, maybe not i don't know in general they're great like they they're very very talented i i, I don't would know what have, do you guys think i would
1: have felt weird if if they'd gotten a film that is essentially about black music and, right, and then only got on two white dudes to make the the That's, black yeah, music. Very good yeah. point. <laughs> I would I would have had a problem with that. So right. So I I was that I didn't care about those two guys. I I did write down in my notes that I thought that the film, the jazz parts were great, of of course, and they were amazing. But I also thought that the rest of the film was kind of tonally perfect, like the synthy okay. parts that they did. I thought tonally oh, right. they, the yeah. the chords they used. I thought like. I yeah. He's he's running through and it, it doesn't do like a like a chase. It doesn't do like it, but it it does like this weird like limbo esque music yeah, when he's it's running kind through. Of otherworldly, the, and, isn't it? Yeah, Which and kind of fits like,
2: with the theme of the film.
1: I remember yeah. thinking like, oh, this is totally perfect for this. Yeah, and so like they did a great job as well, and I'm glad that Never the Twain met.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I don't get me wrong. I really I like their what they've done with it. I, I'm just worried that. Maybe going on from this, they may be, you know, falling into certain, uh, cl- like, crutches, do you know what I mean?
1: Like, because, as in, like... I don't know that it's a crutch so much as a personal style. Like, when Randy Newman does his thing, you don't go, oh, back to the crutch. Right. You think he's doing yeah. his thing and he loves it. It's very <laughs> recognisable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I think that's just their personal movie. style. Yeah,
2: I need to listen okay. to the Mank score again. I haven't. I forgot. That is an like. outlier because that yeah. isn't Cynthia at all. That's but, why I was yeah. like, "Oh
0: wow, they're trying new things." But I, you know, I think it was mainly for Mank. Yeah. But I don't get me wrong. I I love them too. Um, also, uh, this film does a, a cool thing with its uh, soundtrack parts. Is in in the background subtly in environments they play. Uh, a Tribe Called Quest, they play Erica Badu, basically just any like old-school hip-hop and neo-soul, which is really just fitting to like yeah. the culture they're depicting, nice. and it's not like, it, it's just very subtle, it's yeah. not um, like, Spider-Verse kind of falls into this issue, even though I like the soundtrack is, they are trying to sell new songs in Spider-Verse whether it's like, with this it's just, yeah. oh, the music's here You don't it doesn't make a point of it, do you yeah. know what I mean? yeah, um, What 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 did you guys think in regards to just uh, like the subtle I put needle drops which is a pretentious term but <laughs> <laughs> what, I don't know what do you guys think of that it's kind of a small thing but I, I fully, need to go fully back I didn't and, notice <laughs> I really need to go exactly. back exactly that's how to subtle it is I really <laughs> do So like for example when um when Joe first goes to the tailor to meet his mum there is uh, these, these old Erica Badu songs playing oh. uh, so there's a song called On and On by her playing and then Tyrone is on in one scene and I'm a massive fan of her anyway, so that's probably what, like, what I... But um, I didn't... For instance, I didn't know Tribe Called Quest was in this like, only until I saw a review where yeah. it's in the barbershop,
1: apparently. Um, I hadn't noticed. But I don't but, I don't listen to that music um, right. too much anyway, so I, I wouldn't have been like, ah, my favourite. Like, I wouldn't have noticed... I wouldn't have known who the artist was. I would have just gone, right. oh, I recognise that kind of. Yeah.
2: Mm. Uh, another question so we've talked about the animation of this we've talked about the score story wise what do we think about this film what are our thoughts in regards to like story
0: structure just like in
2: terms of plot narrative characters because like we've talked about a lot of the technical elements I think before we wrap up on this we should talk about what we thought story wise
1: I think now I I like the film I like the premise I like and like I watched the first time I watched it I was a little bit disappointed and the second time I watched it I was like I was just totally with it because I knew what it was but I I would be lying if I said that I wasn't disappointed that it kind of, if it, it it kind of had like a hack premise in the middle of it, which was, it, 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 it was the, the, I get what cat, you mean the cat and the body swap, and they go around the city yeah. doing a thing. It's kind they, of like Freaky they, they Friday did... or The Change Up or something. It's like a man it's and a cat, a like something. Nine Lives with with
2: Spacey. Oh, God, just like yeah. such yeah.
1: a ha- And like, I thought, the film's premise is so original that it was such a shame that they had to do like such a such a used premise as, like, oh, body swap with a cat, ha 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 But, like, uh, at the same time, how else are you going to make it recognisable to kids? They, the way they did it was yeah. so natural, and it made sense for the story. I yeah. just wish that they'd found a more original, like, plot for their original premise. Yeah.
0: I think you could argue that this film is, like, three films in one, in terms of structure. So you got Joe's life, and then the body swap elements, and then just existential metaphysical film. And then kind of four, if you count the kid kid elements. I don't, like... I I think the structure of the film is all right, but I like I I wouldn't be mad at anyone who's saying it, it you know it
2: gets a bit there's a conv- lot going like, on not convoluted yeah. but yeah and yeah. I think the film's fast pacing uh, lends itself to that as well because the film feels very quick while watching it so it's like we're over here mm-hmm. now we're over here we're in this part of the plot yes yeah. it's, it's very kind of um, yeah it's very fast paced but yeah I really liked the the story of this I thought it was very well executed I thought. Like you said, the themes are very mature and original, and I thought yeah. the arcs that both the main characters had complemented those themes very well. The sort of idea of like finding a lust for life and yes. you know living life to the fullest.
1: I think Joe, the main character, I think he's probably got the most depth. It, like he's the most dimension. He's got the most dimensions out of any Pixar character, in my opinion.
2: Oh
0: yeah, mm, yeah. And it, someone made a point. Uh, and he had know, the best in, arc as well. Yeah. Someone made a point in a video that it was like really refreshing to see it like a kids film or an animated film about like a 30, 40 year old guy. It's like <laughs> just it's dude. quite rare. It's yeah. it's really good when Pixar it's a very mature does, film. <laughs> does films
2: with human characters. It's like one of my, the best Pixar films, in my opinion, is probably The Incredibles, because yeah. of just the human characters feel so natural and integrated into the plot. Yeah. And it's like... Inside yeah, Out as well. Inside Out does it as well. Um
1: up. Like, they're very good at people. Up
2: is good, yeah. Um, the first, the first half
1: of Up. right? Well, the well, first guess, ten minutes of Up. I guess up. Like, the dogs and the balloon and the blah blah blah, and then it's like, alright. Soul so... kind of
2: does that
0: as well, where they're like, oh, we have to bring in some kiddish kid- elements, otherwise, you know, we ain't got the kids. So here's a cat, here's yeah. a body swap, here's loads of colours. But so I feel this... like
2: even the body swap element lent itself to some really great emotional moments. Like, I'm not going to spoil too much, but there's that scene with, with his mum, like, a, we kind of featured yeah, yeah. at it earlier i thought that was really well done i really liked that I mm. thought it was a right. mature way of doing that um so
0: i wanted to just quickly go through the cast and talk about what we like about them but then lead into a, a debate in regards to voice acting and the character of joe and the character of 22 but before we go into that debate let's just quickly rattle off like stuff about the cast. so i think we all agree that jamie fox is great in this right mm. Yep. Absolutely, uh, very very good. Yep. Uh, Tina Fey, I found out, wrote some of her own dialogue, of which course. is quite interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I wasn't a fan of her entirely, and not a lot of people were. I think like it's not. I it was as uh, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I, I liked Tina Fey in
2: general, so I thought I, she was funny. I, yeah.
0: Like I, I I I liked it, but I, I've I've liked it more in other things. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Angela Bassett, who plays Dorothea Williams, uh, I thought personally just. Quite uh, impressive voice acting wise that she's playing way way older. Because um, sure. uh, I don't know, it's just it was just quite like, and I thought that was worth mentioning. Um, and then I'll, I'll bounce this off you guys in a bit afterwards in regards to some of the other actors. Uh, fun fact: Questlove from The Roots is Curly, the drummer. I just found that cool because yes, it's a drummer up, character. Yeah. <laughs> um, David Diggs way too brief a character for me, but at the same time, it's a side character. Um, Richard Ayoade, uh, so we were talking about on the previous episode how you get certain actors for their voice, right? So you get Brendan Gleeson to be this gruff Irish Brendan Gleeson. You don't make him a cockney, which is what 28 Days Later did. And you could say the same thing for Richard Ayoade. However, I, th- I really didn't like him in this because it felt like the most stereotypical Richard Ayoade or like him just falling into his shtick where he's like, Hi, 22! And I'm like, we've seen him do this in Box Trolls. He's just, it's getting annoying I this agree. time. I'd, he was
2: so minor a character that it didn't bother me okay. that much. Like he was on the screen for what? 10 minutes in total, I think, maybe 15. It, it yeah.
1: didn't I think all of the scenes with those characters were very weak.
2: I yeah. I didn't the... like the character of Terry as well. Was kind of like Which the sort one? Of pseudo No, well they're all called the villain Terry, <laughs> the little short one. Oh, short, that's Terry. that's Rachel House from Hunt from the of yes, People. Yes, I recognise um, it, was, Yeah, But it's kind I of like she, the pseudo-villain yeah. of the film, kind of more like an obstacle. More than a... Yeah, because when I saw clips from this film, I really thought that character was going to be the main villain, but they were more kind of like an obligatory obstacle yeah. for yeah. the film, not really like a fleshed-out character. And yeah, they didn't do much. Their arc was, they like filing. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've, I've
0: literally Sorry. this one and then graham uh so with with uh rachel house i thought her her voice acting was good however her character a lot of time was like we need dialogue for the kids so we're gonna ha- randomly have her say terry time and it's like that's just rubbish um <laughs> and then last one is graham norton that was a surprise i had to google who it was i was like oh shit it's graham norton what the fuck <laughs> um i don't know so that was just i thought he it was, was impressive i guess <laughs> uh would you say this is a kids film or not? Yes.
2: Uh, it can be both a kids and adult film, and that's what's very good about it. <laughs> both kids and adults can enjoy it a lot.
0: Yeah. If we didn't have a time constraint, I I could fully debate this, but it's fine. Okay. Um, uh, fuck. All right. One last thing, <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> I like to do dissertation podcasts. Okay. Yet. Well. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, la- one last thing is it let's just talk about the home viewing aspect of this with, oh, do you want to fully wrap up the the film or is it
1: like, like I think we've, I think we've talked about the film. Oh, okay. For like half an hour.
0: I've got so, so I know, I know, I know,
1: but I did say pick your best ones and then (laughs) I can't, they're all good. (laughs) So wrap it up. If you wrap it up in a sentence, Joe, Uh, how do you feel about it? It's a very good film. It's great. Matt,
2: uh, yes, I agree. Enjoyable, uh, enjoyable for both kids enjoyable. and adults. Has mature themes but deals with them in a fun and engaging way. Jack, man, I had so ditto. Excellent.
0: <laughs> what's never letting guests Speaking on of again. ditto,
2: what's what? our next? It's got film? nothing to do with ditto. I know. I'm doing a joke about how we often segue, and your segues <laughs> are a lot stronger than mine. So yeah.
0: Um, I could say that segue was rather dead. Now, speaking of dead, hey. uh, our next film is Dead Presidents. Now, Jack, give us your interpretation of what a synopsis for this film would be.
1: All right, I wrote I wrote this down. I'm still reeling, by the way. So, Dead Presidents is about a young man who wants to achieve something more uh, and different. Like, he wants to become a man, and he tries to do this via money, sex, and war. Very, very interesting. It's the
2: Google one is trash. <laughs> but spoilers <laughs>
0: <All right>. spoilers <laughs> you spoiled it uh right anthony struggles to give direction to his life while trying to find the right job dejected he teams up with his friends and tries to rob an armored truck carrying cash
1: yep. that's that's barely de- that yeah i would say that that puts a little bit too much emphasis on like a 30 minute period of the film yeah, right. Whereas, like the whole, it's it's way more about war than it is about.
2: It really is. It's so weird it, the marketing for this, isn't it? I remember yeah, Joe, you yeah. were saying to me how I was odd yeah, it is. yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to it's, plagiarize. Your no, point. no, 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 it's, it's, no, no. I was I
0: was saying I was literally just like the next point being is the marketing of this film where it is marketed purely as a heist film, and the question yeah. I have for
2: that is: should it be marketed as that? Not I at think all. I think I kind of get why it was. Yeah. Because I think the whole Vietnam War stuff is very, very derivative and has been done better in like a handful of films that preceded this one, like The Deer Hunter, Full Metal Jacket, Born on the Fourth of July, Platoon. Mm. Like it has elements of all of those, and it's like I I was on board with this film for like the first thirty minutes when it's just we're introduced to these characters, they interact with each other, like you're meeting everyone, they play off each other really well. Then when it got to like the war scenes, I was really just my brain switched off because I thought from a writing and directing point of view, they were really just uninspired. And I didn't care. Like there were some moments where they they were meant to be these really tragic, sad moments. And I just didn't care. I wasn't invested in them at all. And then after that all happens, there's more. And it just, I, I don't know, it felt really like you were talking about how soul has a derivative plot point. This film has like a derivative hour in my opinion. <laughs> so know. can I, I quickly just, yeah.
0: go off something that you mentioned earlier? That's why I was kind of like chomping at the bit. Uh, whether or not something's derivative, that it, if it's a part of the narrative, it should be marketed, surely?
2: Yeah, um, 100%. And you're <laughs> um, saying it shouldn't be marketed because it's derivative? Uh, no, no, I'm saying I can see maybe... If I were to guess why they didn't market oh, okay. it as a Vietnam War film, maybe <laughs> right. that's why. Because I thought, hold on a second, is this similar to like yeah. all these other better films that came right. out before? We ha- let's do a heist film instead. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I don't know. It's, it's just I'm riffing, kind of. I, that's probably not the reason, but, but then, but then, like just if it markets itself
1: thought. as a heist film, and then you go in and it's like an hour of war, you, yeah. you immediately feel disappointed because it wasn't. So like maybe if it was marketed as Vietnam and then you go in expecting it to be that, yeah. it wouldn't have been as it wouldn't have been as deflating for you.
2: Yeah, like I'm just to clarify, I'm not saying it's a good idea that it marketed itself uh, <laughs> okay. the wrong way. I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to sort of reason around why it did that. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, yeah. Sorry. I if I'd misspoke, I, I'm not saying that I'm glad it did that because I'm absolutely <laughs> not.
1: <laughs> I, I I had no idea about the marketing because I I went in blind. Okay. How, how was that experience for you? I. No, I'm sorry, but I disagree with everything Matt says. I thought that was, uh, that was, I absolutely adored that film. <laughs> hey, oh, that's
0: Fair very enough. interesting. All I, right. thought,
1: I thought that was a absolutely amazing. I was watching it and it was them, like, it was them before the war. And I was like, wow, this, this is really interesting dynamic. I like this a lot. And I was noticing things and, it was, and then like it went into the war and I was just like, and he followed what his dad was going to say. And I was like, oh, and I'm starting to pick up on what the themes of this film is, uh, cause it was this guy who was like collecting money and he was like, he said, I want to be a man. And like, he's, he's having sex with this woman. And like he, he, uh, and he's talking about how he wants to go to war to become a man. And then like in that, and in reverse order, it then deconstructs those things. And those things make him into like, he, he grows up too fast because of those things. And like, and, and like the, closer the film got towards the middle and the end the more i was leaning in like oh my god what is this film i've never heard of it uh, I, just, I, yeah. I i just i i loved this film
2: i'd switched off like i don't normally go on my phone during films i really try and avoid it with all <laughs> films but i was on my phone for like a lot of this film's second act i think joe you sent me a tiktok during That's this film not only... and I was... you, were, you were already on your phone yeah, i didn't I know you're no, you were watching it i'm not blaming <laughs> you at all i just think <laughs> it's funny that like i was just able to see it because like I felt the conversation scenes in act two were just really basic and kind of predictable. It's like, you've changed after the war. And I felt like I could half concentrate and still not miss much about okay. what was going on. I was like, okay, this scene's do it. it's one of these scenes. I can go on Facebook for a bit. I just. It Jesus, it wasn't I, gripping me. I, I I'm sorry. Yeah, I
1: threw my phone across the room because it buzzed during the film. Like, I was, <laughs> you like. the I opposite reactions. I. <laughs> well, our guest is more behaved than you. Man. I absolutely. <laughs> no, this was
2: the only film that made me do it. No, no, no.
1: The I'm only one. That's, that's well, completely one the only ones. Completely understand. Like it's it's not for everyone. And, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, that's and, why and I got can, so excited then. I can because of the way that it's shot, it shot. It can be like. I can see how it uh, can be seen as cookie cutter. Right. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know when I was watching them I was like, this feels like this feels real and like my dad was in the army and I remember kind of I remember how what that vibe felt like and like right. Right. I was watching yeah. it and I was like it was such confident direction and the camera moved so so specifically yeah. exactly where it needs to go and it looked yeah. amazing and from just...
2: a directing point of view I liked it from a yeah. writing point of view I didn't i, I also from that. an acting point of view
1: I liked it as well i, the I performances so, yeah. were good
2: I,
0: I the reason why the reason why I got so excited that we've got kind of two ends of the opinion <laughs> spectrum here is because this film has 45% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is kind of in, like an interesting thing for me because I'll admit I'm very like gullible when it comes to that stuff. Like I will, if a film pops up and it's got a low rating, nine times out of 10, I'm not going to go watch it. Yeah. Whereas, let's be honest, Rotten Tomatoes can be quite flawed in regards to its, uh, it's aggro system. Oh, yeah, I
1: hate... I, I have to learn this lesson every time as I go on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, I go, oh, I'm not going to watch this film because it has nothing... It, like It has terrible reviews. And then like something inside me goes, no, watch the film. And then I watch it and I go, they are wrong. This is the first time and I've it, ever done like, it. happened so many times that. that I can't believe I, do, I haven't learned this lesson yet. I get that, yeah. I, yeah. I,
0: I'm I i very guilty of doing it. Like, even the other day, I, I, I mentioned that Tesla was on Amazon. I'm like, oh, it's got a low rating. And it's like, I should just fucking watch it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the film has 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is 78%.
2: <laughs> I'm I usually 55%. don't trust that
0: though. Because <laughs> Hereditary has a very low audience score and a very high uh, critic score so yeah. it's I, I assume not a lot of people ha- like c- critics have seen this film it's very overlooked not a lot of people know about it Um, but... it did well financially
1: Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: it made money it didn't lose money alright well so we got I found two ends of the cri- critics bench spectrum here uh, Mark Kermode placed it at number two in his like top five underrated films of all time and Roger Ebert gave this film a 2.5 star review <laughs> hey. <laughs> so it's very uh po- it's a very polarizing film
1: that's fine um, yeah
0: i i agree with you jack in that the camera tr- transition as to when he goes into war i was like fuck yeah as a, he's like so basically he's uh like running out of his girlfriend's house he's running away from
1: responsibility into the war which is into further responsibility that he's just unaware that he's about to change it's like oh I just when a shot is a sentence and not just a shot. It's great. Yeah.
2: I just... Yeah.
1: I loved it. <laughs> Matt, Matt. No, no. I, yeah, fair enough. It's um, just,
2: I've seen it before in like six other films. And I'm not saying like... Because I was going to mention this as well. I didn't have it in my notes. But this isn't me saying don't make Vietnam War films. Because Spike Lee proved with Five Bloods that you can make Vietnam War films and still keep them fresh. Because I felt... I watched that. I didn't love Defive Bloods. I've mentioned this on a previous episode. <laughs> but... I liked it. You I could was do it, but Matt Still character. won't like it. No, I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked Matt it. Matt hates Vietnam. I liked *The Five Bloods*. I, th- I, um, I thought it had a unique, fresh perspective. I thought the character interactions were a lot more natural. Yeah. And more importantly, I didn't know where the film was going to go. Unlike with *Dead Presidents*, I knew oh, really? the <laughs> whole hour of *Dead Presidents* where it was going to go.
1: <laughs> um, until the I, wow. until the scene I, that
2: I won't talk about.
1: <laughs> I, I, I like. Yeah, I kind of knew where it was going to go, but like the way that it got there, I thought was, was like just really riveting. And like this, the constructions of the scene was just very like,
2: that's understandable.
1: Every, every, like if what, watch you just watch any scene in that film. And like a couple, a few things are going to happen and you're not going to know how they're going to happen, but it's going to go in, it's going to be one thing, something will happen. It'll be another thing. And then something will happen. And then it'll be a completely different thing. And like mm-hmm. the film changes the, the, the paradigm like three times. And it's like, Jesus, Oh my God. Everything. Ah, every, he, <laughs> ugh, it, it, so like, I don't know. The, I, I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> so why,
0: I don't know if that was uh, picked up on the mic or not, why I got excited at you mentioning The Five Bloods is <laughs> when The Five Bloods came out, a lot of people compared it to this film, uh, which I'm going to yeah. ask you guys whether or not you think that's a viable comparison. I personally disagree. I think the only
1: similarities is that it's about black Vietnam war veterans. That's enough of a similarity to draw a comparison, I think. But like... Yeah. Like, yeah. I would compare okay. white Vietnam films...
2: Yeah, all right. It's like, well, because all the films I compared Dead Presidents to were, you know, Full Metal Jacket, Deer Hunter. These are all white Vietnam War films with predominantly white characters. And yeah, I think you can draw comparisons to those as much as you can draw comparisons to Defied Bloods. Like, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess maybe why I'm a bit indifferent about it is just because the structure of them are very different. and, and That's I guess how you that's, oh, like, yeah. compare them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, uh, I'm not having a good day yet. It would be, yes, weird so yes, so be weird if they were identical in structure, because then you could, right. like, what, why compare them? They're the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Why is Keith
0: David so cool? I Keith love him. David
2: was my favourite part of this film. And they took his far. leg off. Ugh. That scene with him near the beginning, oh. I won't say what it was, but... Yeah, thank you. But I won't like, elaborate on what it was, but that was, I was really excited about that. I was like, oh, this film's going to be about this, and then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So what did you want the film to be about? <laughs> oh, no, just, well, I don't know if I, like, was... But uh, just that scene with Keith David and Lorenz Tate, I was just like, oh, okay, they're interacting, they're kind of becoming closer. I thought, oh, okay, is this going to be just about these two? But then right. it wasn't. I, uh, yeah, yeah. That's I don't fair. think that was my the reason for hating the film. Well, I didn't hate all, it. Oh, all right. But... No, no. Okay. All
0: right, yeah. Um, I just... we got to give the man
2: his props. He's just... He's great. He's, he's the best part of, like, anything he's in. Oh, my in. God. He's, he's, he's one of those actors. He's, he's like, amazing. He's like Willem Dafoe or Sam Rockwell. It's like, whenever you see him on screen, yeah. you're just happy. Because it's like... I'd say Stanley
1: Tucci the, as well.
2: Stanley Tucci, yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., I would say, as well. But, just, like, whatever the quality yeah. of the film, you're like, I'm going to enjoy this like, actor, <laughs> the film has a lot of technically uh, un- unlikable characters.
0: Yet Keith David's performance is just so cool that oh. it, he gets away with it. He's
2: and also, I th- like,
0: yeah, <laughs> and also with Lorenz Tate's character, there was a moment when he's back from the war. Where I'm like, oh, you're just you're nasty, you're disgusting. And I'm like, wait, I'm not supposed to fully like this character anyway. It's yeah. about like PTSD and how the war changes him and stuff like that. Um, what did you guys think of both Danny Elfman's score and the soundtrack? I didn't
2: notice the score. Didn't
0: notice. A great deal, I have to That's admit. That's why I ask. <laughs> I, I, it's the most forgettable yeah. Danny Elfman
2: score ever. I didn't... didn't I couldn't... T- yeah. Sorry. I <laughs> even forgot Danny Elfman did it.
1: Exactly. That I think the opening credits score. had cool
2: music, but, like, after that, there was... Uh, yeah. I don't remember anything about
1: that. Although, although, with the opening credits, I was just like, all right, I get it. The money's burning. Come on. <laughs> Come on, it's been eight minutes. <laughs>
2: we have to see all the names, Jack. Come on.
1: <laughs> they, yeah, they could have done better, I think, <laughs> with that part. But yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I was speaking of the the money burning. So, what did you think of the title in relation to the characters and what the idea of dead presidents means? That sounds very essay, but do you know, ooh, what I mean, ooh, dead, I presidents, thought about that.
2: dead presidents just means money, doesn't it? I think that's yes,
0: but it, it's also in, in reference to. Um, I forgot it in my notes here. When old dollar bills are discarded, they're burnt, and right. uh, there was like a, someone was saying how it's kind of referencing how uh, not only uh, veterans but specifically black veterans yeah. when they come back from the war in terms of medical aid and just getting like living are kind of discarded yeah. socially um specifically with like chris tucker i thought it was the most mature chris tucker oh performance God. i've ever seen
2: i still he... thought he was weirdly <laughs> comedic in some scenes I... it's chris tucker man it's... yeah i know it's chris tucker but maybe <laughs> right, but like if...
1: not out not like he wasn't winking to the audience he was funny yeah, no, to the other characters but just so like, yeah. I think it was fine. Some, I think pe- there some were maybe, people are funny.
2: <laughs> there, maybe there were a couple of scenes where I thought, "Does he need to be funny at this moment?" Uh, I won't reveal. Maybe after that, we've finished recording, what? I'll say which I, scenes because I don't want to spoil the film. But yeah,
0: <laughs> I, 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 can kind of tiptoe around this a bit. So why, why I was so impressed by Chris Tucker is, yeah, he's he has Chris Tucker elements in him, but like they, the film tries to age up the characters a lot. However, the most impressive aging up was with Chris Tucker. I thought he was, like, yeah. it was just great makeup, great performing. He made himself taller, but, like, the way he his, like, body language was and everything, and it was supposedly commenting on elements of, like, Agent Orange with, with war, war Vets, and I was like, oh, this is, it was just a very, for lack of a better word, interesting element for me. Um if you could okay, yeah. sum up the film, how would you sum it up? <laughs> I, I don't, let's, come on.
1: Grr, you I've were warned, so you stuff. were warned.
0: I know, I know. I'm, it's not my fault. I, how would you I sum like it up? I like talking for a long time. Uh, it's a very polarising film, but it's worth having more eyes on. Um, mm. The Hughes brothers aren't talked about enough, it seems. Yeah. Um Like most people think of menace to society when it comes to them two, and then also their solo work. So one of them did Book of Eli, but like this film is just very polarizing. Like I gave it three and a half stars out of five. Like it's you know it's got a lot of good qualities, a lot of questionable qualities. Matt, Um,
2: yeah, (laughs) Uh, I liked it from a directing point of view for the most of the film. I thought the performances were really good. Story wise, I thought it was quite derivative of a lot of other films and quite structurally flawed especially near the end and yeah i wouldn't necessarily recommend this film but if you unless you like the hughes brothers or very much like any of the actors in it i would yeah i would recommend it if you like those people keith david
1: bokeh but like in isolation
2: (laughs) i wouldn't recommend this film i would say
1: yeah uh eight out of ten that was great watch it (laughs) Nice. <laughs> there we are. So what's, this, all, uh, what's across this, the board. What's
2: this next film we're Speaking gonna... Speaking of 8 out of 10... Uh... <laughs> oh shit!
0: <laughs> Alright, um, yeah. so... Do you understand? Well, did you not want to... Do you want to not
1: do your synopsis? Huh? Oh, um, wanna, yeah. well this film kind of doesn't have like a super... Like, it doesn't have a plot properly. So what I would say this film is about is about this woman who works in a film production office who uh is, is just basically completely put down by every single person around her either subtly or overtly and it's just the most har- harrowing oppressive quiet film ever
0: <laughs> now
1: what does google, google has, say google
0: has an interesting all right here we are <laughs> Jane, a recent college graduate and aspiring film producer, just landed her dream job as a junior assistant to a powerful entertainment mogul. Her day is much like any other assistant, making coffee, ordering lunch, arranging travel accommodations, and taking phone messages. But as Jane follows her daily routine, she grows increasingly aware of the abuse that insidiously colours every aspect of her workday, an accumulation of uh, degrading uh, against... uh, Against which she decides to take a stand. <laughs> it's yeah. it's the most Hollywood fucking bio ever.
1: It doesn't fit and the tone of the film yeah, exactly yeah. at all. And if I thing, if I read yeah. that, I'd watch that film and go, what? Yeah, this is both this and Dead Presence
0: are very interesting cases of studios struggling to market their films yes. because the poster Absolutely. for this has like Julia Gardner, like profile and a bunch of pictures of women behind her and then this bio and you think of something like Bombshell or something yeah, yeah. It's, this is like the most subtle indie documentary women <laughs> low-key film yeah, yeah. in the world and it's <laughs> interesting
2: you say documentary because Kitty Green I think she directed documentaries before this didn't she? Yeah, this, this is, is first her first narrative, narrative Yeah,
0: yeah um, supposedly Absolutely. casting John Bonet is amazing, Hockaday recommended to me it's meant to be very very good,
1: I haven't seen it yet but I will after this All right, yeah uh, yeah. So, what did what did you think, Jack? I thought that uh, I had to watch it twice because the first time I watched it, I was like, Ugh. I was and I was on my phone and I was just like, this is because I was expecting a much faster, properly like here is plot, plot 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 uh inciting incident. Blah, blah. I was expecting that, and then uh, and then it wasn't. It was very slow and very indie. And then the second time I watched it, I sat, I, I, I paid attention, and I liked it a lot more. But I, I really, it's never going to be traditionally like. Ten years from now, people aren't going to be like, "Yo, you got to watch The Assistant," which is a shame because I think they should. I it's I, it's... I don't know.
2: Maybe film that students happens. will, but not, like, I, yeah, I don't. I mean, regards that.
1: to the topic, though, I think it's I think that it's fidelity to realism holds it back from being like the most engaging type of film that it could be because it's so yeah. realistic. I think the best way to tell a story about something is not always to just tell a documentary version of it. I think sometimes right. employing a bit of fiction, you can make your point a bit better. Yeah, uh, but mm. I but I did like the details. I did like the subtlety. Did you know? Did you know the uh, the medicine? I googled it that she puts in the um, thing with the needles. That's erectile dysfunction medicine. Medis- oh, sorry. snap. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, I, just, I, I didn't a know very that. Interesting. I googled the benefits it of I watching like, twice. Wow.
2: Okay. Yeah. Damn. Well done. Um, yeah, Matt, get off
1: your phone. <laughs> so no, like,
2: <laughs> okay, I wasn't on my phone for this one. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm just saying in general. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: it kind of yeah, it demands that you pay attention to it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah
2: i completely Matt, agree you, you with...
0: mentioned oh sorry you got i you, you mentioned to me earlier about the color grade but i does uh, that yeah, go I'll... into what you're about to say no or... i was
2: just gonna say i completely agree with pretty much everything jack has just said um i kind of do wish that i'd watched this film twice because on first watch i was very much in two minds about the structure of it i found it oddly distracting that it kind of took a while to get its plot going. And I think that kind of affected my enjoyment of it. But I think if I went into it with a new perspective of like, this is how the film is meant to be, then maybe I would enjoy it a bit more. Yeah. Uh, from a directing point of view, I really liked it a lot. I liked the sort of drab and bleak tone it had. I liked the cinematography a lot. Joe, you were mentioning that. Um, I liked the sort of off greens that every scene had. It made it look mm. like just the seedy underworld that it is. I think, right. yeah, I think on a thematic level, the film's really good, talking about the systemic workplace harassment. I think it's very important we get films like that, especially from female directors and female writers, because I think that's, those are voices that need to be heard, fellas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I do feel like I should revisit this film, and I, maybe I should have revisited it before the podcast, because I think I might have had more I, I could have articulated my thoughts on the film better after a second watch, I think. But yeah, I I definitely liked it more than I didn't like it. Like, I think both with this and Dead Presidents, I think the reason I was on my phone for Dead Presidents and not for I'm, this I'm film... I'm really messing around, by the way. No, 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 <laughs> but it's an interesting point because I think the reason right. I was on my phone for that is because I knew exactly how it was going to unfold until okay, the weird yeah. scene at the end of Dead Presidents, which I won't I talk get about. That. But, but with this film, I was constantly thinking hold on. what's going to happen is something happening there's nothing happening what's happening <laughs> right and then as i wasn't on my phone i was completely utterly focused but that yeah it was yeah. Mm. it it demanded my attention more i think and that's why i think it's a, i i liked it I, I definitely liked it and i do think i need to watch it again
0: yeah i i like how you're saying with how it's demanding attention because when most people say that you think of something like really flashy in your face yeah this isn't it at all it's so subtle and quiet and but, uh, yeah. i think that just represents the the world that it's depicting very well um i think the filmmaker being a the documentarian really helps with this but at the same time i understand the debate of like you need a bit more fictional elements in order to uh or, what would you say in, like in order to increase the plot forward or just to engage viewers like what what are you
1: referencing in regards to that so like just if you if you add a little bit of um, a little bit more drama okay just so that we like I, I don't know that like te- the best way to tell a story is to just say exactly how it would have happened in real life because you end up with all these digressions and what you end up with is not a super memorable story they're super like compelling or affecting what happens right. is you end up with a film that you have to watch twice just to just to catch yeah, um, which like with some films is cool, but like I don't feel like I I have I don't want to have to watch a, a film twice. I want to want to yeah. watch a film twice, and I feel I with this feel, film I yeah. had to, and it was like, uh, and I, I think feel like, that's what realism yeah. does. Yeah, it Karen. could
2: have had more plot points and still kept its sort of very bleak tone. I think because this yeah. sort of very minimal storytelling does contribute to the like the like I keep saying the bleak tone that the film has. But yeah. I do think if it had more than 20 minutes worth of plot in its 80-minute runtime, I think it could have, you know, still executed its themes in a very convincing way. I don't know. I do need to watch this again, (laughs) because my thoughts on this are very half-baked at the moment.
1: (laughs) It does serve as a very good roadmap as to how, like, workplace quiet like silencing actually actually what that actually looks like yeah it, yeah. it looks like but it's still somehow d- very stressful it
2: looks like yeah, two dudes is. stood really behind is. your
1: shoulder writing an email for you about how this yeah, is the yeah, best yeah. opportunity you've ever had and uh yeah, and you're yeah. very lucky and you're very sorry and it will never have like that's what it looks like and like yeah that's very interesting i, like I don't that know
2: if i wasn't watching this film with a critical eye for a podcast i might have enjoyed <laughs> it even less i, c- Possibly, I can understand
0: yeah. that because Honest, honestly, like I, um, oh god, I've lost my train of thought now. Uh, like I knew this film was gonna have an ending where your average person, that sounds pretentious, goes, uh, "Oh, is that it?" Like it just ends, yeah. like question mark. Yeah. Um, but that's the debate with like so-called like real life n- air quotes not no plot films. Like the Mike Lee is very similar, is because these films are so real, like based in realism that you could you could argue they have no plot but they do because it's about the stuff is still happening to the characters and they have a journey it's just not as uh open in in the visual of the journey like yeah it's very subtle in, stuff like sitting on your own reflecting on what's just happened like like the character sitting on your own and reflecting on what's just happened and whatnot um yeah and i'm, I'm losing my point but uh I, real quick what do you guys think in regards to the sound design and then we'll yeah
1: uh i like that quiet things were loud i agree i like that a lot because yeah. that's like that's how yeah when when things are awkward quiet gets loud yeah and i like yeah. i like that a lot I, it added to the to the uh atmosphere of oppression yeah
0: the only thing i i'm not too much of a fan of and i understand why they did it but like the uh the boss's voice is way too quiet on phone calls like you yeah can
2: barely hear him i watched this with my mum, and we both struggled to hear what he was saying like we had, because mm. I had, my mum was asking, What did he say? And I was like, It's okay, it was a threat, it's fine. You don't need to know what yeah. he said, just know yeah. the purpose was it was a
0: threat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's that's the intention is that you never see him and it, it's yeah. this faceless uh, antagonist, and that's kind of how it can be like. Yeah, but at the same time, I can't hear the fucking dialogue, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, and then Julia Garner is great. That's, that's my yeah. last major point. I only know her from. Yeah, she's Mozart, very great. Yeah, she's yeah, very good. she's great in that as well. How and how she's would you? A very uh, good protagonist. How would you uh, wrap it up? <laughs> that's a wrap. No, uh, it it's a very quiet film that more people need to see in regards to the topic and how like not to Hollywoodize a topic. Do you know what I mean? It's a very good yeah. like thesis on that. Um, but I can understand why people would say that's not entertaining yeah. if you're going into into it for drama and entertainment would you guys how would you guys wrap that up
1: i say i i it's a very good sort of like first look into like first wave of films about this issue i hope yeah. that it paves the way for 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 more that that, that go for a, a little bit more like style because it, it for me it wasn't super compelling but i enjoyed it i did enjoy it i'd probably give it like a six out of ten maybe seven
2: Okay, if I were to uh, do a quick wrap up of the film, I would say that it's very well directed. I think the themes are not only executed well, but they're absolutely necessary, especially as they're told from a voice of a female writer director. I do think that you would enjoy this film more from a critical point of view rather than an audience. But I think um, it's still, you know, it's still a good film. I like the direction it went in and I like the sort of somber tone that it had in it. It was it was a well-made film I'd recommend it uh
0: yeah i think that's that's best been an interesting one i uh i just want to talk forever apparently <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially I... with soul <laughs> yeah but yeah um i've got nothing else to say really I've, I've kind of hit a brain blank
1: excellent should we say those magic words should we say those magic words
0: i think should we get the guests to say them Cause oh no no
1: no 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 this is this i don't want to infringe
2: How about we each... There's three three words. (laughs) There's three words. Each of us says one word. Jack, you say the first. I'll say the second. Joe, you say the last. That's... A... Rap. Hey.